Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yeah. Hello, Egg Chasers. Right, Egg Chasers podcast part two, um, the weekend of the Champions Cup quarterfinals. We've dealt with a bunch of that. I think it's around about time and we split this uh, into two parts to to match what we think your commute probably is. And we know a lot of people listen on their way to or from work. This is kind of like the trendy hipster B-side, isn't it? Oh, do you know what? That's exactly it. Yeah, this is, um, yeah, you have to, this is like... A vinyl hip- record. Hipsters going rooting for records. Yeah, yeah it's do the B side, My Lovely Horse. That was actually a B side record. <laughs> so, so most people like part one. Yeah, but the real cool kids like part two. Oh B-side. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they like non- yeah. This is going to be nonsense then. Yeah, it? this whole podcast now. This it is. next fifty minutes is, is going to be nonsense. And, so and dig now, in. And what's interesting is now we've put it in that context where this is this is the hipster B side. Suddenly. Your New York Jets pajamas and NYPD T-shirt kind of looks, yeah. kind of looks sort of ironic in a little bit. JB, exactly. As does Phil's high boots. They're lovely boots. How though. many? How many? They are lovely boots. How many? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven or eight whole boots. Mm. Eight, eight. With my uh, th- my fancy ropies laces. Yeah, nice. What but, are they, mate? What? The boots. The boots. Uh, they are Grenson Fred with a commando sole. Nice. Very nice. Kinky boots. Right, squad, let's talk about <laughs> so, rugby. Yes, let's talk about rugby and let's talk about international squads. It, right, let's start with the England squad then. Yes. And obviously, we, I mean, let, let's, this, this should be really quick because we all completely agree with the selection of Nathan Earl, Lewis Boyce, Harry Malinder, Gary Graham. <laughs> no, no, no question marks there. Well, <laughs> what do you want me to say about that? Non Armand. Um, Non-selected. Harry Melander is the only one I agree with. I, but, I like Harry Melander. But, but really, really, really. So hold on, hold on. You think Harry Melander has earned a call up well, to the England squad? No. If if you let me finish, yeah. Harry yeah. Melander is the one, I, the only one I agree with. But because it seemed, and the recent squad seemed to be a straight shootout between Harry Melander or Piers Francis. And Harry Mantlinder is definitely better than Piers Francis. 100%. Yeah, but I could probably give you a list of a half a dozen more people that should be Tim, uh, above, well, above that. Tim. I'm, not sh- I'm not sure on that, actually, because of his versatility. Yeah, and also, so, Tim, you've got to remember this. You could give us half, a list of half a dozen people in most spots that are better than other people in this squad. I mean, it's a bizarre <laughs> squad. <laughs> I, d- I don't actually mind Harry Mellander. No, he's he's got I, a lot of potential. His potential is huge. But, he's, but his potential is massive and his, and his positives are incredibly positive. His defence is a huge it, question mark. It does need some not work. Not only is it a question mark, he's not doing himself any favours with, vers- with his versatility. So it might have got him picked, but it also got... Um, 
what's his name Pitt from, from Exeter and it doesn't actually Slade. Does, Slade it doesn't actually help I think Malander would make I've said this for a long time would make an amazing 12 but of his own admission now he wants to only play 15 this isn't a good idea but if you're going to play 15 you have to tackle Dave Ward yeah rather and not get yeah. stepped and gassed by him. you know and you've got we've already seen another supremely talented 15 who is not in the England squad because of his defence yeah in Alex Good do the inconsistencies that come out of England are maddening they are maddening <laughs> like how could you not go with Alex Good who is a brilliant I mean I think he's the best all round rugby player in, in the Premiership Senate many many times uh, and he's not in because his defence isn't great. You've got someone who's got a great all-round game like Harry Malander, not as great as Alex Good. Yeah. His defence probably isn't as good as Alex Good. Why is he there? Yeah. What has he done? It, Eddie Jones' <laughs> job is to win a World Cup in two years' time, and he's going to blow it. Harry Malander's stats playing fly half for Northampton are interesting, though. They, they, they win every time he plays 10. <laughs> yeah, it stopped the season. They, um, they lost their first game, then they won the next two. But they might win the next five, actually. They had a good run of form at the start, of the, apart from the Saracens. Nathan, Nathan Earl. Nathan yeah. Earl. It should be There's... Alex Lunson, right? Or In... Woodburn. Or Woodburn. Oh, my God, it should be Woodburn. It so should be Woodburn. Yeah. I mean, that's just not even... A, it's not even a discussion, that. Yeah. I mean, what... I'm, I, I'm... That one, definitely, I'm confused I'd on. love to know what... I'm, I'm, I am confused on Denny. Yeah. Is Den- D- Denny's in there, and I... Denny, his try scoring rate last season was exceptional. Not so good this year. It's not so good this year. And, I mean, we saw him in the Argentina game. He scored one phenomenal try. He also missed three tackles that cost two tries. And it's the inconsistency with the selection. So he'll say, like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, one guy's defence isn't good enough. Rocco's defence isn't good enough. But 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 Denny's is okay. Rocco! I mean, he's injured. He's injured. Rocco's injured, so I can forgive that one. Yeah, it's um, Gary Gary Graham. Who still? I've still, apart from the triple pirouette and a <laughs> tiny, a tiny bit of handling for that eighty-yard try. I mean, there is an argument that, that, that the triple pirouette on its own is enough to justify selection. I, I've not seen Billy Vonapola do that. No, no. Here's the other side. Not seen Don Armand do that. Here's the other side. Just coin. We were all saying Marcus Smith. Who? And he's probably top five. I was going to say quarterback then. I've got the New England Patriots on one thing. Um, in terms of his stats this season, yeah. He's top he, five fly half. Yeah. But he's 18. So he, he might sneak in as the third fly half at the World Cup. So fine, he's in the squad. I think he's going to be a starting fly half by, by the World Cup. Oh, do you want <laughs> He's not, not going to be starting. I don't, I, don't think it will, I don't think it will happen. I, but put, it on the board if, sure. put it on the board if you think it is. I think it's a, a Sh- short of Short of probably three in Is it going on the board, Jay? Yeah, yeah throw, throw, throw it on. Marcus Smith what? will Mark, starting fly half. Marcus Smith is going to start games for England very soon. There, there you go. Well, no, that's a different oh, thing. That's a very different thing. What do you want me to say? What do you want to say? You've already said it. He'll be starting fly half by the World Cup. You've already said starting fly half by the World Cup. He'll definitely be in contention. He'll, he'll, he's he'll in contention now. He's in contention now. Okay. He's in contention he's now because he's in the because he's in the he's squad. A top five fly half already. Have back your own conviction. You said it. You he'll, said he will be the starting fly half by the next World Cup. Back yourself. Yeah. Put, put on that board. Put it on Tim. Actually, I've already got Marcus Smith, the greatest player of a generation. <laughs> I'll, so I'll add a caveat on, on onto that and England starting ten at 2019 World Cup. Yes. There yeah, we go. Yeah, do it. There we go. Yeah, because he's not going to. Yeah. So here's the thing. You've got the steady hand on the tiller, which is Farrell anyway. Yeah, you have. So he's only going to be replacing Ford. It's and true. Vintage Ford. You only need one injury. And there's, there's no sippers in, in the equation. 
It's on. It's definitely on. Well, well actually, do you know what? This is one of the things I think I would like to see on form, at least. Um, Owen Farrell wearing that 10 jersey. I'd like to see. The problem with that is, who is the form 12 mm. that replaces him? So I don't think they're going to find a form 12. I think they're going to get a big bosher. I think they're going to... Um, Slade's not a 12 No Slade's not a 12 We've seen him I I reckon that they're going to go with Slade's a great 13 I've made up my mind Slade will only ever now be a great 13 But I think I think his I think his gas or lack of Is going to He's he's fast enough He's not He's not JJ But look at He's as fast If not faster than Conrad Smith and Brian O'Driscoll Who are two of the best Outside centres Of Well Ever Last 20 years Mm. Okay all right, uh, he, he's, he's a thirteen. I'm not sure he'll ever nail the start in thirteen jersey because of JJ, but I, I think he, I think he is. I think ahead to a, a rugby. I'm, I just when I imagine a rugby World Cup final, I, I just imagine Owen Farrell wearing a ten shirt and Bento at twelve. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, that isn't a joke. I, yeah, yeah. I think that's a that is what Eddie will do because he doesn't value attacking rugby in any way. Uh, I think he'll go for the most direct route. I think he'll also use money as soon as he can. Here's one interesting thing. So, Eddie Jones listed his players in terms of front row. Oh, Lewis Boyce. You know, um, we all, Phil, you've got you, you've been keeping tabs on Lewis Boyce for some time, haven't you? I have. I have. You spotted him in the other twenties World Cup, didn't you? <laughs> you were watching him in the Championship last year. I mean, that's actually a lot of England players. Gary Graham, Lewis Boyce. Um, oh, there's another one as well. Who was who else was playing? Championship rugby last year. There's another one. I'll remember. I'll remember it. But Lewis Boyce Walker was playing, Smith is playing school rugby. Lewis Boyce was playing for. Was, Nathan was Earl it Jersey a couple of years ago? Playing. Yeah, it wasn't him. But there's another one. Nathan Hill dropped down to play uh, ITM Cup with Canterbury, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Now, just an aside. Nathan Hill's gone, gone to Quinns. Quinns managed to find the most stacked picture of Nathan Earl. Really? Oh yeah, he looked great. Absolutely <laughs> great. Why not? Show off your new signing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's an interesting interesting <laughs> side. Uh, I, I don't understand this squad uh, at all. It's all part of some crazy plan, which just, yeah, I can't see it working. I mean, the biggest problem... Great England teams in the past have always been built around great club teams. So Saracens are the, 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 you know, the club team of a generation. I understand them bringing players in. But the Saracens boys look absolutely shattered. And well, also, they, didn't, they didn't this weekend, to be fair. They, they did the week before. Yeah. Well, hold on, just so you, you, you said I'm, I'm not I'm not stopping you, but you, you yeah. uh, this is this is your this is the point you made last week and and, and the week before. No, it's not. It's completely different. Um, and I it just does think, sound like a point you've made before. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you made it, it earlier. I mean, you I made guess, this. I guess it is a rugby podcast, and we do talk about England a lot. Well, no, you made this point earlier what, in the podcast as well. What, what was the point? <laughs> well, the point that you've just made is. The Saracens players look which shattered. Leading to, which is leading to which other And points? if it's the which... point that you made last week, you will go on to say, so why is Eddie Jones not focusing it around Exeter? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, Tim. Correct. <laughs> That's what they need to do. They need to transition some more Exeter players. Well, Jack Knoll <laughs> could be transitioned into the centre. How? How? <laughs> he listed Jack Knoll with the inside backs. He had outside backs, inside backs... Hmm. Uh, which was the scrum half, the fly halves, and the centres. By the way, Tim, and Jack isn't Noll saying in, in radio, repetition is reputation? <laughs> yes. Shouldn't I not be saying the same things week in, week, in, week out then? Say it, in, say it in one line instead of the same, like, y- you established 
he's focused on Saracens. They're not doing very well. Exeter have been doing well. Focus on Exeter. You did the very long version of that. So next time you can go, as I've said before, he should be focusing with Exeter players. There you, you go. There, there you go. go. Free coaching. Um, <laughs> so Media Phil, training. You are a were once upon a time an outside back. Yes. What do you see in Jack Nolan that makes you think he's going to be a world-class 13 and win the World Cup for England? He's got good feet. Uh, he's fast enough. This, his his defence is okay. None of the... So, in short... You're not describing Conrad Smith there. So, I've seen, I've seen Noel play a couple of times for Exeter at 13. 13, yeah. And going forward, looks fine. Anything that gets him a bit more ball, front football and uh, a bit of space is good. I don't think I've seen enough. I don't think I've seen enough of his handling, his decision-making, his kicking, and certainly not the defence in that channel. So, there's basically two opportunity costs here. One is... Who do you drop at 13? JJ's ace, Slade's ace. And you've got Daly who can play there. Daly's yeah. ace. I mean, Trinder's ace. He's, I know he's not in the squad, but he's ace. So the opportunity cost of not not having one of those guys at 13. Yeah. Second part is, what does Noel do really well? Yeah, yeah. not having Noel on the wing. Yeah, and he, he, he runs around and looks for work. I mean, you wouldn't want your 13 running around looking for work. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. One of the best things that, that those Exeter wingers do is... They don't just hang out on the wing. They come and pop up anywhere in the back line doing all sorts of different jobs. They yeah. they can play like an auxiliary flanker when they need to or they can play that really attacking, breaking the line, that kind of Ashton style uh, and running. And they play a lot of ball as well. They've got a nice little outside pattern which which I use all the time. So it just now, doesn't seem like a good... Yeah, I I just can't... He might have been listed there. I just can't see him actually wearing that 13 shirt because the other guy... The other guys are too good, and he's too good as a winger. Yeah, I don't think this England team is is <laughs> is progressing. Actually, I mean, if I, he's saying he's going to build it stage by stage by stage, and every stage will get a bit better, I don't see how this fits into the plan. It's an interesting point you make because, so, first season, mm-hmm. they were unbeaten. So this is this is season number three for Eddie. Yeah, season number one, unbeaten, Grand Slam, successful tour of. Australia, yep. um, couldn't have gone much better. Mm-hmm. Second season, they lost one game yep. to Ireland. They had unbeaten tour in Argentina with half a team. Yeah, whatever that means. But it was a full Argentina team, excluding their European players. Yep. Half an England team, so that is a big positive. They won the Six Nations, albeit they lost a game, and they had an unbeaten Autumn International. This season, I mean... The last two seasons, it is hard to replicate the heights of those. Mm-hmm. So they have been the most successful international team based on wins for the past two seasons. Yeah. I think you can forgive them if they don't win as much because it's so hard. You couldn't forgive a backward step in performance. Of, and that's what I'll be looking for rather than wins and losses. I think they could still lose and be on track. I, I, th- I think I've just sussed what's going on here. Go on. Eddie Jones is a hipster. Oh, <laughs> You know how hipsters like to like a band and flavored milk that you've never heard of. <laughs> <Seriously? laughs> That's what he's doing. He's going. I'm going to go and find the, a raw talent in the championship. Uh, he's, he's like a, a rugby selector hipster. He wants to find players you've never heard of. Perfect. And Ideal. then and then he'll, he'll drop when they get when everyone else likes someone like like Don Armand. The, all the media is saying select Don Armand, pick Don Armand. He's like, no, I don't like him anymore. Yeah, don't like him. Yeah. It does I, feel... liked his, I liked his early work 
weirdly <laughs> enough. <laughs> and I don't get Exeter wear tweed as well when, on match days. I thought he would have appreciated that. But um, <laughs> And also, Don Armour's got a bit of a... Is it a hipster haircut, potentially? No, not really. It's a bit of a mohawk. He's a scary-looking man. Yeah. Bit of a beard. Maybe if he had a side part and they pick him. And like, <laughs> there you go, Don. Invest in some what, what do you in, in some clear lens, black rimmed what glasses. What he does? Um, do you remember the NFL advert? Um, Castle. What's his name? Um, Dion Castle. San Castle. Do, 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 do you remember that? that I don't remember that. So the gag was uh, Dion um, comes back as Dion San Castle for whatever reason it is <laughs> gets in the team under like uh, a different identity. What if they just change like change his hairstyle? Say they've called him up from nowhere. Maybe you know, do a Stanley Jean. Like... Call him non Armand. Yes, yeah, yeah, Armand uh, Don or something. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, maybe a doctor his uh, birth certificate a little bit. That kind of thing. Eddie would pick him. He's exactly the guy that he needs. He is the guy that he needs. He is. It's so frustrating, but as long as he keeps winning and that, that'll be the test of course um, yeah. JB thinks downfall 2018 is coming well as, as long as England only do the well rugby's equivalent of CrossFit which is just work really really hard I, I don't see them gonna, they're going to progress well, and do you know where they're going to struggle I think is against Wales even though they're at Twickenham well mm. on Wales oh my I, I know, I've, I've got a thing to share with you about Wales in a minute but Eddie is uh, not going anywhere as well he's around till 2021 now he is. We thought he was going to be leaving the morning after the Rugby World Cup, either the final or whenever England are eliminated. He's got his eye on the Lions, and he'd be perfect. perfect yes, for the he would be perfect for the Lions, and, and he'd be yeah, it'd be brilliant. Short term, Prenny's not pissed off every single player in England by that point. Almost certainly, he would have, but still, yeah, that is quite exciting yeah. having him for the Lions. I mean, if you want, he needs to go now from the England job if he wants the Lions job and to be <laughs> and to be effective, um, no. or he needs to win a World Cup. Either or. Yeah, win the World Cup. Um, um, The thing is, though, what was written about is that this is all part of England's succession plan. They've looked at the New Zealand model and they want to to groom their successor to take over and they will work under Eddie Jones for a period of time between the World Cup and him taking over. What if they can't work with Eddie Jones because he's a nightmare? (laughs) (laughs) Or what if... uh, You only have to see him for like 10 games a season, 12 games a season. But he's got rid of all of his backroom stuff. Like All the doctors and stuff have left. He's too intense. How do you work in the, with the man for two? Well, I think, I, I think it makes a lot of sense in this. If your man who's taken over is already part of the team, I. But I'm not sure Borthwick or Gustard. Are, they need to go out and be director yeah. of rugby at a club before they've not they done can, the DIR. Well, they've not they? been a head coach. I think they'd have to bring in. They've never been the head coach. Else. Yeah, but who who's Steve Hansen been head coach of? Had he not been? Never, ever coached at a club. He's never had a head coach role. He might have coached at a club, but he's never had a, a head coach but role. But he had, before he went to New Zealand, he had head coach of Wales. 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 That's, that's, the only, that's the only time he's ever been a head coach. That's a fairly significant job. Nah, not to be the main man. Well, it's more significant than uh, line defence coach, line out coach. Line out coach for Japan. Yeah, I mean, you are right. You are fundamentally exactly right here. But. but that's exactly what Steve Hansen did. He worked under Graham Henry. When Graham Henry left Wales, he he stepped up to that. And, and it's looking like New Zealand will do that again with um, with the man that's coming through. I forget the guy's name now, but they, he's pretty much set who's going to be the next New Zealand coach. Uh, but exactly as you highlight, what if they don't want to work with him? And I can't imagine, say for example, Rob Baxter saying, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go to finishing school and do a year or two working for Eddie." No, you know, what? I, I don't I, see I could, that. Happening. I could see. I could actually see that as that progression 
I can't, you know. And with Tim on this, I just can't Rob, see. Rob Baxter, I think, would say, okay, I'll, I'll happily take the job. I want Ali Heifer to come. I want Rob Hunter to come with me. Um, I want my I want my team, and yeah. I'm, the, I'm the main man. It's a big deal, isn't it, that they have their own people and their own systems. Hmm. Would would Baxter not want to leave that legacy and pass on the reins at Exeter to well, Ali Heifer? I mean, Heifer might go to Northampton anyway. He might do before. You know, he might before be a head coach in his, in his own rights. He knows he's onto a good thing where uh, he is. Yeah, but the, you know the other thing is these are very strong characters. I just can't see Baxter. I mean, it won't be a Baxter that takes over. It will be someone in Eddie Jones's staff. I'm assuming, almost like Lancaster. Well, yeah, that was one that name was... I was going to chuck in. If let's say, for example, three years from now, Leinster have won three European Cups. Yes, Stuart Lancaster. He, I mean, I think it would take a lot, a lot more for people in England to accept that decision. However, his CV would be pretty so amazing. But- here's a thing for you, right? There is a thing, isn't there, um, in these spas where you do hot and then go into the ice bath and then get hot again. I yeah. wonder if, like, two-year intervals between Eddie and like, Eddie and Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Stuart. <laughs> like two years directly after a World Cup, so we've got it the wrong way around at the moment. You know, bring in the players, nurture them, all the rest of it. Then Eddie comes in to finish them off for the last two years, or maybe three years of Stuart, one year of Eddie, three years of Stuart, one, one year of Eddie. <laughs> maybe hey, when it worked. So we've seen four years of Stuart ended up being dreadful, and then two years of Eddie was brilliant. Yeah. So maybe, maybe so now it... they've got to stop Eddie in his tracks, get Stuart back back, back in. Yeah, just get get him on get him on a plane. The cycle's not in sync with the World Cup cycle and, yet. No, and you've got you've got an incredibly like uh, ruthless guy who demands incredibly high standards, and you've got a guy who, by all accounts, Stuart Lancaster is a really really um, gentle gentleman by by comparison. He's pretty harsh. Though. No, no, I'm sure he is. No, you have to be to be a coach at that level, but, but not compared to Eddie. Surely, not compared no. to Eddie. I mean, Eddie Jones says things like. Um, he struggles with the concept of of saying or using the phrase calling people out because he says it's it's just what you should be doing anyway. He doesn't need a phrase. That's yeah. just what you do. And some of the stories about Eddie telling players that they are just too fat. You yeah. just need to lay off the biscuits, mate. Exactly. That kind of stuff. Which is fair enough when you're a professional athlete, but I can't imagine... You can just imagine uh, Stuart Lancaster taking someone out for, for dinner and say, Right, should... boys, we're going to write on your shirts again. What? Well, no, it's, it's going to be like, uh, I think you should order the salad today, Mako. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of thing, like jet... Nudge, nudge. Yeah, like nudge him in the right direction rather than Mako. Stop eating those biscuits. It would, it would be funny as um, Stuart oh, no, rolls no. up the drive and you've got D- Dylan Hartley and uh, Eddie Jones packing their bags to, <laughs> yeah. to leave. No, he'd be sat there at dinner going, uh, I'm just, just writing down my squad um, selection. I'm on, I'm on the loose head props. Anyway, Mako, you order. What are you, what are you eating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, mate. Carry on. Uh, right. So there is all, all the... Some other squads that, that, that need just, to be discussed. Just before we go into the other home nations, with the hashtag downfall 2018, yeah. I want to extend that to France. Oh, okay. Why? Uh, I just don't like the look of their... I don't like the look of their coaching decisions. I don't like the look of their squad. I don't like the look of dropping Baptiste Saran and Louis Picamols. Dropping Louis Picamols. Louis Picamols is a 
probably the best player in Montpellier. Yeah. He might be the best player in the top 14. Yep. He's certainly one of the best number eights in the world and has been for a long period of time. And he's one of the best leaders in rugby. And he's out of the squad. Mm, yes. It's sort of like removing both your big toes before trying to attempt ballet. <laughs> it's a very bizarre decision. Uh, there again, Jack Brunel, um, who's come in, has it comes with a bit of a reputation. I know he's old school, but you know some of the lads who play in the top 14 rate him highly. And he's done a good job at, at his club. He had, well, he did... Uh, a decent year first year yeah year at bordeaux after a mediocre can we even say mediocre a disappointing five years or six years at italy so italy the italy job's much more complex than people realize though there's yeah, a lot it's, more like systems it, and processes there which need to be installed before they get better but they Italy have had 20 years of installing oh, yeah, yeah. Pro- processes. And that, he had that, six years of installing yeah, processes. Yeah, that's why Conor O'Shea is so, so important for them. Uh, agreed. They're ripping it all out. Like, so I think Jack Brunel is an actual rugby coach. Whereas I think Conor O'Shea, as good as he is at coaching, is the guy to he's establish... Also, he's all. a diplomat. Yeah. He's, yeah, he, he sees wider. But so yeah. It's slightly different. That's all I wanted to say in the front squad. I don't know if you two have got any thoughts, but... The, the, uh, I'm just not optimistic. The, on, the on young France. Bordeaux fly off is a is a is an incredible talent. So it'll be interesting to see how France can did, ruin uh, him. Jalibert, Jalibert, and well, him and uh, Dupont, Dupont, yeah. who could be two like a 19 and 20 year old fly half combination, are both precociously talented. Everyone talks highly about Dupont. Do those two have the experience to mix it? Island away, England away. Playing Wales in a brute, what will be brutal conditions? Do they do they have the experience for that yeah, kind of but, game? You know, if they do throw it away, away from home, who cares? Because well, that's what they're meant to do anyway. Are they going to throw it away from home? Whoever they're playing as at long home, as they win at home, basically the French are going to be happy. I'm not sure they're going to do that. To be honest, if just win I'd, at home, you'll be all right. I think win at home, and then the odd game in the World Cup semis against New, uh, New Zealand every four. Yeah, that, that that that'll do them absolutely. Fine. I'll put it this way: you've heard of, even though it's a French squad, you've heard of the players. You've seen their name before. All the three people that have appeared on the team sheet. Mm. Yeah, you've you've heard of them. That's true. That's that's a, that's, a, that's that's good. Oh, sorry. <laughs> One last thing: Just dive back into England. Does that Mercer will he start at eight for England? No, I, I don't think he should. Who will Simmons? Simmons probably. Simmons is smaller Simmons. again. Yeah. My, my, my problem with Mercer is he's underpowered. Well, but you're a total walking contradiction. Eddie, Eddie Jones should focus more on extra chiefs, and then, but but except for the number eight that they start every game. Yeah, who's tearing up trees at the moment? But I, I think I've also, I mean, I think I've also said that Simmons and Mercer have to be put in that squad as an additional ball carrier, not the main ball carrier. Yeah, that's definitely true. You you've got to look at carrying from elsewhere. Yeah, and you know, if you're worried about physicality, Simmons is smaller than but, Mercer. Yeah, but, but Mer- he is more Mer- Mercer's not a ball, ball carrier either. He's a loose, broken, not, broken field yeah, guy. That's, that's the difference. They're not heavy traffic carriers like Hughes and Vunipola. Mm. They are broken field runners. So you, this uh, m- most interesting aspect for me of England is the back row. It's going to... It's got to be Rob Shaw, yeah? Everyone agrees Rob Shaw has to play. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's your six, is it? Well, it depends if they're going to play Laws yeah, or Itoji. That's your seven. So I, well, I I'm sure they, seven. If they were laws, yeah, I think they've got to have laws. 
probably. Got to have laws. Or a toji. Um, well, yeah. So, I think... Interesting, just watching Sam Underhill, he's changed his tackling technique. What, he's he? shoulders, he's though, not he? quite making the dominant hits that he was. He's making more passive hits. So you can see how long that lasts. Yeah, it it will. So good because it'll um, that will prolong his career. Possibly bad for his England career because he made such a name by those dominant yeah. tackles. Courtney Laws has done the same. Yeah, and it, it's worked out well for him. So, but it's just interesting. I, I, it's one to watch. I've, yeah, having watched Bath a little bit, I noticed he's not he's not smashing people how he was. But yeah, I, I can't see him not smashing someone. But it, like, it, it's championship on the line for England. Yeah, go back to what you know. Time it right. Yeah, the scrum half picks and goes. S- smash him, yeah, like um, Laws did against Plisson um, when he was playing. Plisson was playing ten, <laughs> that kind of thing. Time it right. If Bastaro's carrying up the middle, maybe take a slightly more make, passive it, tackle. Make a business decision. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Yeah. So that's the England squad done and done. I'll just quickly mention the Welsh squad. I like it. I really like it. Uh, I thought they were. In for, I'm now semi confident they're going to give England a bit of a close run. Can we have a couple of their back row players? Can we have a couple of flankers? Which ones do you want? Because we've drafted in Gary Graham, and you, like you, you, Wales are so good in the back row that they don't need Thomas <laughs> Young, one of the best sevens in the prem, in the Premiership. Hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one. Tough one on, it, on Young. Yeah, it is. It, the flankers are brilliant. So. Back row, they got Moriarty and Falatau. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falatau, who'll be missing at least the first couple of games. Then Tipperick, uh, James Davis, Shingler, Navidi. I love Shingler. I uh, love Sh- Shingler. Shingler. Shingler, Navidi, and James Davis have been sensational. Oh, by the way, this last is, couple of years. This is without Warburton. Yeah, no Warburton. All uh, idiot. And they've also got uh, Ellis Jenkins. Yeah, he's there. a very good player. So, yeah, some serious options. Uh, Having Bradley Davis back as well. Yeah, they're playing well, playing like Bradley Davis of old. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad squad. Interesting, you mentioned it before, Tim, the injuries to the fly halves. Yeah. So, Priestland is out for at least a few weeks. Bigger, we're waiting on results. So, who Sam, starts there? Well, Sam Davis, I think, would be next guy. Um, Dan Jones is at the Scarlets, he's playing. Social might have, have a crack. So, neither those, Dan Jones or Davis, are in the squad. Okay. So you've got uh, Patchell and then Anscombe, which neither feel like a great starting international fly half. Completely agree. Completely agree. So So that's a a potential... Patchell's the guy then. Patchell will get the nod. Patchell's not starting fly... He's not... I know he's played a lot there in the past and he he can kick. I understand that to be because they really like him at the moment at fullback. Because of that kicking and decision-making option. Yeah, he's doing a really good job. So it's kind of like a positive move, if you like. Dan Jones is playing very very well for uh, for the Scarlets at 10. So it's a mixture of both, I'd say. It, that will be interesting. But, of course, if um, Bigger gets back for the first... If Bigger's fit for the first game, he's it's it. irrelevant. Yeah. That, that whole conversation is irrelevant. Bigger will be started. Good. Good, good. good. So Wales... You're positive. Yeah, I'm much more positive. I, do you know what? I'm very positive about their chances against England. Well, I, I mean... I think the style of play will lend itself to Wales' style of play. You're right mm. to be positive about Wales because um, we've, we've talked about how brilliant a brand of rugby Scarlet's play. And if you read between the lines, um, you could 
perceive it that Rob Howley is taking credit for how Scarlet's play. I thought it was all him. No, in an article, I miss that. in an article, he's uh, he, he's come out and said, yeah, it's brilliant that there's there, there's Welsh regions challenging for quarter final spots in the in the European Cup. We came; it's what we've been working on for a couple of years. Of course, it is. Rob. We came back from New Zealand and got all of the region coaches together and said, could they work on more of an offloading game? Oh, perfect! It's nice to see that it's paying <laughs> off. So he's so. He's not only taking credit for uh, Ospreys competing and Scarlet's getting into the quarterfinal. That sounds like he's also taking credit for um, Scarlet's victory in the top in the uh, Pro Twelve last season. Because <laughs> okay. he's saying um, they, it was New Zealand twenty sixteen that they went. So here's the phrase: We've encouraged that approach, as in the attack, offloading attacking game, since coming back from New Zealand in twenty sixteen. That was a watershed tour for us. And when we got back, we got all the regional coaches together and asked them to work on their front five players passing the ball. You can now see the ambition and intent uh, as it's a long time we, as, since we've had two Welsh regions in the mix in the final weekend of the European Cup. Now, if you were Wayne Pivak reading that and you've been cultivating this style over several, several years... years. We'd yeah. probably Rob and, Howley, won, and won a, won and Rob, a tournament. Probably Rob Howley calling you up every, every other week and saying, uh, where's the round the corner got stuff gone? <laughs> You're not getting all the way to the touchline yeah, before coming back. going all the way back to the other touchline. What line. is this witchcraft? <laughs> um, yeah. I bet, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to say that I, uh, what, what we take credit for... Um, oh, everything, really. Yeah, we do. We take credit for... We, we told... Um, oh, I don't know. I've we told we told Exeter to try really hard and create a good culture. Yeah, that's it. It was culture, 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 culture. Yeah, we rang up Rob. In fact, we we just happened to bump into Rob in the supermarket and said, "Rob, you might want to think about installing a uh, good culture, a, a, a good culture at Exeter. I think it might serve you well." Yeah, it was about right. four years ago. Stuart Lancaster was doing some brilliant things with the England squad, and we yeah. said, "Rob." This is the kind of thing you want to get on board with. Yeah. Exactly right. Unfortunately, we haven't seen Eddie Jones since we said um, Dylan Hartley, first choice hooker. <laughs> uh, it's been a few years since we've seen him. I wouldn't trust that Don Armand. He's a bit shifty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ne- yeah. Never trust those uh, Zimbabweans. <laughs> um, right. Where, where were we? What, what happened? Well, uh, squads. So England done, France done, Wales done. Yeah. Scotland. No surprises in any of these squads, was it? It's all standard. No big ones. No, it's fine. So, to finish, let's just return to the Champions Cup after this weekend. We've got our quarter-finalists. Let's play out this tournament in kind of fantasy fashion, how we see it playing out. So, quarter-final one is Leinster versus Saracens Saracens in Dublin. Saracens win. I can't see past Leinster. So, Saracens Saracens went to Dublin last year to to the Aviva. Where this game is going to be held, Leinster have already announced. Yeah, they did. But that was against Munster, mm. which is so. It was a heavy Munster fan base, but it is a different proposition. Um, well, Billy will be back by then, you would think. Should be. So they said twelve weeks. Ooh, that might be pushing it. So touch and go. Yeah, three months. It was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it will be there or thereabouts. Leinster. What you say? What say you, Phil? You got the casting vote. I'm going to go for Leinster. Wow! I think that they have been, they have been. The problem with Saracens this season, not in his previous seasons, they have been too inconsistent. They've been up and down. They've looked tired as one of the reasons for that. 
Leinster, certainly in the Champions Cup, have just looked effortlessly consistent well, right across true, the board. So, give me Leinster. Okay. Quarterfinal two. Scarlets hosting La Rochelle. I have no idea. This could be one of the games of the round. Oh, it if, could be incredible. It's 60 if, points to 50. I don't know which way <laughs> round it is. If La Rochelle rounds one to three, turn up, this will be the game of the round. This yeah. will be brilliant attacking, offloading rugby from everywhere. I just don't know. So I'm going to go Scarlet's just because I am. Uh, I think Scarlet's because they're at home. Yep. La, La Rochelle, if it was in La Rochelle, I'd say La Rochelle. If it's in an athlete, I'm saying Scarlet's. I agree with you. Scarlet's through to a, a semi-final semi-final. for the first time since 2007. Uh, next quarter final. Munster hosts Toulon. Munster. Yeah. Munster for me. Yeah. De- definitely. Definitely. And the final one is Clermont versus... Racing. Racing. Racing for me. I'm tempted to go Racing as well. Clermont, well, it depends how many players they manage to get patched Back up and fit. I'm not sure they're going to have a fly-off. Well, they'll, they'll, I mean, have, they'll have one, won't they? But not. Yeah, I, he won't have Camilo Lopez, I don't think. You no, know, they're not going to have Lopez. They're not going to have his replacement. And they're currently on Luke McAllister. Rassing. Oh, Claremont at home, though. Claremont at Claremont. home. Claremont. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. This is... Oh. No, I, I think... Well, it's, we're doing it for a fantasy purpose. We can do this again nearer yeah. the time. But let's, I'm going to say... The reason it's Rassing, right, is because they're just so massive. And Claremont <laughs> are so massive. They, you know, they, it, they just match up well. In which, yeah, home team for me. Home, te- home team in France. So we've got four home teams going through. For me, yes. Yeah. J- JB's picking two, two away wins. Which will mean that the semi-finals are, it will be the top ranked v the bottom ranked. So it'll be Leinster against Clermont. Clermont. In Ireland, yeah. somewhere. Wow. And then Scarlets versus Munster in Wales. Somewhere in Wales. So I actually think that's going to be Rassing Saracens and then Scarlets. So I'm I'm called Bilbao Leinster Munster final. I think it's going to be Saracens versus. Uh, Saracens Saracens versus. It's going to be either Scarlets or La Rochelle. Whoever wins that game is going to go to the <laughs> go final. Through. Yeah, and then they're going to meet. They're going to meet uh, the team I just said, Saracens. Saracens. Have you been taking mind-altering party drugs, Oh, JB? yes. Well done, Tim. <laughs> <sighs> Shall we talk about the European Challenge Cup? No. Oh, go on. <laughs> no, but you can talk about um, the, the person you wanted to talk about before this podcast has done, the one you forgot about. You've forgotten to talk about. Yeah, what happened? what's happened to Will Greenwood? Is it time that we maybe have an, in, have, have an, in, have an intervention? Sit him down. So what happened? Because you mentioned this before the podcast. So we we all think the guy, think a lot of the man, right? He's he, as a pund, I, as I, a pundit for a I'm long time. Sure. He was my favourite pundit. Yeah, yeah easily I, actually. Like I seem to remember when we first started the podcast, we did a little jokey thing about you know how could we improve BT Sport? It's like Samuel Greenwood. He's that good. He was yeah. He's the only person not at BT Sport that could have added to BT Sport. Yeah, well, apart, think, from apart from me, <laughs> apart from Tim at the time. But the writing was on the wall that you'd be joining anyway. And, Exactly, and then like, I don't know what I do not know what has happened. Um, <laughs> so, so what? So what's happened? What has happened? Cause I, well, I, I don't... Okay, so every other analogy is now about a football player. Like, um, oh, he looks like um, Conte jumping up and down. I mean, Conte's a manager, right? Um, yeah, li- literally everything. And then 
he goes on these rambly stories about England and Joe Worsley, and it's it's bizarre. He doesn't seem to be, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to be with it. Do you think the football analogy is partly because Sky's main product is football and he's trying to open up rugby and create analogies for audiences who might be football fans that are just tuning into rugby? I'm not sure. Okay, so you make a good point, actually. I've never thought of that. There again, I'm not sure the powers that be at Sky who want to attract a new audience to football are going to be that bothered about the audience watching Gloucester Pow. You know, that isn't, <laughs> pow, you know pow, that, pow. that isn't their key growth market, is it? Mid- middle-aged men that support Gloucester. I mean, they've always, <laughs> the die is sort of being cast on, on, that, on that individual. <laughs> uh, I don't know what, what is going on there, but Will needs to have a, just a little think about what... what, uh, what it sounds like he's not prepared. Or he's not been watching rugby. Mm. He just... It mails it in. It's, it, it's bizarre. Mm. But we think... But but we do think... That, on his day. Well, we think... We do think it's mind-altering party drugs. <laughs> I think the... Um, I think the Canterbury advert pretty much summed that up for I'd us. I'd like to distance myself from that particular point of view. <laughs> I don't agree. By the way, I don't think he's on mind-altering party drugs all the time. <laughs> get, well, get well soon, Will. Yeah. Will, come on. Be, be, your, be your old self. Right. Um, we've got a Leo Vegas game of the week. Um, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're legally obliged to have one, so uh, let's, let, let's find one then. Give me two seconds. Um, what, how about the... Actually, Pro 12, is it a week off? Pro 14, is it a week off? Or yeah, Pro 14, it's all a week off. Week off. Top 14, there is a full round of fixtures. We know pick pick one of those. Top 14. Okay. But let's pretend we do. Our Leo Vegas, bet of the week. Uh, get, get their app for your smartphone, Leo Vegas, uh, and leovegas.com. Brilliant range of bets. They love their rugby. So even though we're struggling to find a big high-profile game, there'll be tons of brilliant options on there to make your rugby experience even better. And in fact, ne- next weekend is even more reason to experiment with Leo Vegas. Just get yourself limber and ready for the upcoming Six Nations. Hmm. So which, Ooh, is, which is this game? We need to get finished uh, and go and watch the go and watch this NFL JB. Don't tell me any. I'm scores. not telling you anything. Don't tell me any scores. I'm, I'm just had a text anything. saying, "Wow." Okay, yeah, I've got a game. Yeah, I've got a game. It is two of the the top teams, the biggest teams. I was going to say two of the top six teams. It's not. It's number one against number ten. But <laughs> number one is Montpellier. Yeah. Number ten is Clermont Auvergne. So Ooh. Montpellier wins. They're at home. Great. No, it's, it's actually at Clermont. Oh. I read it the wrong way. Clermont around, but... will win because they're at home. Yes. And that is our Leo Vegas bet of the week. By how many, Tim? By nine. Seven points. Yeah. And first try, try scorer. First try scorer will be Nandolo. Uh, Jamie Cardmore for me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brock James. <laughs> Brock James. Brock James and Jamie Cudmore. Perfect. Or really on Rougerie. No, uh, ben, Benders. Hat-trick for Benders. Benders! In-depth analysis. <laughs> there, you, there you go. We are done. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you very much if you're signed up and looking forward to coming to Madrid. If you're not, it's not too late to come along and join the party. There'll be a, a load of rugby fans in Spain watching the Tier 2 tournament watching the Six Nations in a bar in Madrid, which is still dead cheap to get to, and we'll have a good old weekend there. All the details on our Facebook page. You can find us on social media, wherever you are. Uh, let the boys play. Let the boys play.